golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Your hostess with the most is Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Uh, you got the headphones on there, Rich B? Yeah, I ran a little late here. Did uh, you come to play? At the Clear Channel Castle. At the Clear Channel Castle. Well, lots going on in the golf world, Rich B. We just wrapped up the Shell Houston Open. Congratulations to D.A. Points for his uh, second victory, I believe. D.A. Points. It was, one. Hey, it he rolled was, in a 13-footer on the last hole with his mom's putter. It was a horse race, boy. There were you know, a bunch of them all stacked up there for a while. It looked like it could have been anybody's tournament. Dustin Johnson playing really well, and Phil going on a birdie barrage there for a while. But uh, it was a great tournament, and... Um, you know, we got a few housekeeping items to take care of, Rich B. Oh, is there uh, is there an issue, Holly? Was there an issue on last week's show? Was a little bit of an to, issue, Rich uh, B. First of all, I know, you know, since you're the king of uh, the antique road show, uh, the tchotchkes you pick up along the way, some of them, you know, I, I know you, you feel have tremendous value. But this one <laughs> in particular, since you were out schmoozing with all the... You know, the beautiful people out at Tavistock Cup last week. You had this beautiful, beautiful coffee table commemorative program that you brought last week to give away and failed to give away the phone number. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, it's the 10th anniversary collector's edition, Tavistock Cup 2013 A beautiful uh, coffee table program. It's absolutely beautiful. We tried to give it away, but Holly, I did not give out the uh, phone number, and we ran out of time. Time. <laughs> so we really have our engineer going crazy tonight. So much fodder. <laughs> so are we going to give it away tonight, yes, Rich B? Yes, we'll do that in the second segment, as you pointed out to me. Are you going to autograph it, Rich B? Now, there'll be no uh, me scribbling on this thing, but let's just move right along while you're uh, you know, just hanging me out to dry, Holly. I want to go and address a couple issues uh, now. Is this a rant? Are you this on a rant? Is, no, we've got several issues now. We've got Duffnering. Duffnering, yes. Have you seen this? Jason Duffnering. This is one of the funniest things. You just got to love social media. So... Jason goes to visit a group of school kids, you know, as defending champion of, of the tournament last week. And um, apparently, I think it was second graders or something, he actually looked like a second grader himself, <laughs> leaning up against the wall as he's listening to this teacher. And he's got his uh, hands. He's sitting on his hands with his legs stretched out, just looking like He's bored out of bored his mind. Bored out of his mind, like <laughs> the rest real? of the kids. Yeah, yeah, the second graders are all bored. Like, what's going on here? So the next thing you know, Duffnering is all over the Internet. 
you got Bubba doing it next to his uh, next to his car in the garage. That is just shameful. This is what social media. The has general come to. Lee, he's yeah. leaned up against it. You got you, you, you got Rory. You do not want to get caught doing something crazy. Uh, and so this whole Duffnering thing is all over the place. You got to check it out. All right, hovercraft. Hovercraft. This is yours. All right, so I'm talking to my buddy Gabe at uh, work at Hunter's Creek as we were. I was getting beat this morning by Gabe over there in Hunter's Creek. And he's telling me about Bubba's uh, new golf cart. And, uh, it's a hovercraft. And What'd you say? It's uh, a hovercraft. What'd you say? For real, a hovercraft. <laughs> I mean, this thing is unbelievable. Yeah, it goes skipping across the water, skipping through traps, right over the greens. Just doesn't leave a mark. I guess it's, uh, you know, it's held up by air, whatever. And uh, he's got his golf clubs on it. I don't know if that's going to actually work on Magnolia Lane in, at Augusta National. I don't think you'll be seeing those anytime soon. No. Well, um, if you want to check it out, check out Bubba Hovercraft Golf Cart on YouTube. It's uh, worth a peek. And finally, Rich B, before we bring in our main man, our main golf insider, we want to mention again to all our listeners about the Green Jacket Classic at Timaquan, right? Next Monday, the Monday after the Masters, April 15th, come on out and play. 740 The Games Green Jacket Classic. It's an 830 shotgun start, two-man scramble, just 50 bucks, and it includes range balls, car fees, goodie bag, post-tourney awards, and lunch, which, Rich B., we know. Lunch with uh, Holly G. and Rich B. Ah, couldn't be any better. Life so, is good. call the Pro Shop, 407-321-0010. Sign up, come out, play with us. That is worth all the 50 bucks. You know, and that's just a shame that all this has to go on before you bring in this excellent sports writer from ESPN, Bob Herrick. This guy's uh, he's 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 credit to the business, and he's got to come on after that. Well, uh, he's actually been uh, putting his feet up in his bunny slippers um, <laughs> home in Tampa this week. He is uh, probably one of the most traveled guys in the business, week to week out there covering the tour. And our favorite golf insider, we're bringing him in right now, Bob Herrick. From ESPN.com. Hey. hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well, doing well. So, um, DA points. He uh, sank a big one to, you know, you love it when a guy wins it, walking away. But uh, he had a lot of people on his tail. He sure did, including uh, the weather. If he wouldn't, have, we wouldn't have made that thing. It looked there might have been a playoff the next morning. But uh, you know, it's just. Another example, I think, of, of how crazy the game is. He had made only two cuts in seven previous tournaments. I don't think he finished better than 60th. And then he wins. And then, you know, that, and, and here we are. You know, we try to predict these winners every week. I mean, there's just no way. There's no way in the world you'd even, his name would even cross your mind given the, the, given the start to the year that he's had. So it's, uh, you know, it's a strange game that way. And look, now he's in the Masters. Yeah, how pretty, uh, pretty, ama- pretty amazing feat for him. How exciting is that? Uh, what exactly does DA stand for? Do you know? I, I believe it is Darren Andrew, or da- Dan, not Darren Andrew, not da- I was going to say Daniel, Darren Andrew. Oh, okay. So I... that's a, that you, you put me on the spot there. That's a tough no. one, but I think that's what it is. You it's... know, that's perfect because you owe me dinner now because I pulled that right out. Yeah, I knew that. You didn't believe me. She owes me dinner, Bob. 
Thank well, you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it's very hard to stump you, Bob, and that's never uh, never what we plan to do here, certainly at the Golf Insiders, because we know we're not smarter than fifth graders. But anyway, when it comes to our golf, uh, you know, our golf uh, knowledge, sometimes uh, we have to dig deep and go to you. But anyway, uh, great great weekend also for uh, Dustin Johnson. Again, Stuart Sink playing great golf. Uh, how how is this shaping up for this week? Yeah, I mean it's uh, uh, a, a couple of guys got, got got some form going here with the Masters a week away, and that was a uh, you know that was important I think. Dustin Johnson had a great start to the year, and then has been very very sporadic since. Uh, Stewart Sink hasn't done much of anything since he won the British Open. And you know, he's, he had fallen he's fallen into the three hundreds in the world. Uh, hard, hard to believe. Uh, so that's a good sign. Now this week in San Antonio, which is, this is like a one year thing because of, uh, the extra week in the schedule. Uh, there's only, I believe, 17 guys in the field this week who are playing in the Masters. So, um, you know, and of course, everybody else, if they can win the tournament, they would get in the Masters. It's the last way in. One, one more spot available to somebody who wins who's not already eligible. Uh, so, uh, but you've got Rory who at the last second decided to enter, which is, was a shock because, uh, nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, how about it, that one? It's an admission though, that he, that he feels that his game needs some more work, that he needs some more competition. And everybody's been wondering that all year, even before the season began, uh, when he, you know, it was just an odd schedule. He was going to play Abu Dhabi, then take a month until he played the match play. Honda Doral, and then just play Houston. That was all he had on his schedule before the Masters. Well, then you miss the cut in Abu Dhabi. You play one round at the match play. You withdraw during the second round of the Honda, and all of a sudden you've hardly played. You know, and, he, and everybody was stumped. Why isn't he adding another tournament? Why not play Tampa or Bay Hill? Exactly. Uh, so um, boo know, on Rory. No Bay Hill. It's been a, it's been a strange, uh, strange start to the year for him. Uh, some poor decisions that have been made, maybe some lessons learned. Uh, but good for him that he added this tournament. You know, uh, um, you know, a lot of people don't think it's a great golf course to get you ready for Augusta, but he, he doesn't seem to be bothered by that. It's more to him about just hitting shots and competition and, and being under that gun. And so, hey, you know, if he can get some confidence going there, good for him. Well, there are some uh, good feature pairings for the uh, Valero Texas Open. Uh, Matt Kuchar, of course, playing with Rory McIlroy. And we talked about him last week a little bit, Jordan Spieth, who is from, you know, the University of Texas and uh, an up-and-coming great player that we've got our eyes on. Can you tell us a little more about him? Yeah, Jordan Spieth is uh, in his first year as a pro, and he's already earned uh, what they call special temporary member status on the PGA Tour. He didn't have any status coming into the year, but he had a couple of good finishes uh, uh, in Puerto Rico. Uh, he, had a, he had a decent tournament at, uh, at Torrey Pines. And then in Tampa, he was uh, top five. He, he earned enough money. Basically, what it means is he earned enough money to uh, – uh, uh, he earned more money than 150th finisher last year which gets you this special temporary status. What that means is he can accept unlimited sponsor exemptions. He would have been limited to seven otherwise. 
Well, that takes some pressure off because surely there's going to be some people giving them spots. And uh, now the goal is to win uh, enough money to get his card without having to go to that web.com uh, series of events at the end of the year. And he's well on his way to doing that. He's, he's probably won a half million dollars or so this year. And if he can get to about 700000 he's going to finish in the top 125. And he'll be fully exempt next year. So, uh, you know, <laughs> nice start to your career at age 19. Uh, uh, he was second in Puerto Rico. He was bidding to become like the second youngest winner ever on the PGA Tour. Uh, so, uh, you know, good stuff there by him. And, you know, everybody thought when he was in high school he was in contention for a day or two at the Byron Nelson a few years ago. And uh, here he is. He's already pretty much got his PGA Tour card locked up for next year. That was as an amateur as well. Now, he was in the hunt uh, for the victory there at uh, Valerio. Valero. Valero. Yeah. Yeah, actually, it was, uh, I believe it was the Byron Nelson. Uh, he was like 16 years old, uh, maybe like a sophomore in, in high school. And, you know, he was kind of hovering inside the top 10 until the last day. And he still ended up finishing like 17th or 18th, something like that. This was like three years ago. And that's what put him on the map. And then he... Uh, you know, he went, to, he, he went to the University of Texas for a couple of years. He, he's played in a couple of U.S. Opens. Uh, he's been sort of slowly but surely taking these steps. And then he decided to turn pro late last year but didn't, you know, didn't get his card. He was, uh, was going to be playing on the web.com tour and actually started out the year doing that. And, and, and the key there is to try to get your card that way. If you finish in the top 25 on the money list on that tour, you're going to get your card. But he had a few PGA Tour opportunities, and boy, did he take the take advantage of them. Uh, uh, and now, you know, there's really no need for him to go back. He's going to get the starts he needs, and if he just has any bit of success here the rest of the year, he's uh, he, he's going to be playing in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So that's uh, pretty pretty good accomplishment. Pretty pretty impressive stuff. Well, we are just a week away, Bob. Not even five days, six days from the Masters, and. Uh, a couple of people of note, too, that played well in the Shell Houston. Lee Westwood, who, if people remember, again, tied for third last year at Augusta. You see his game coming around for for the Masters? Yeah, I mean, I, he, it actually had been a little bit of a disappointing start to the year for him. So it's good that he had some good form there. You know, Westwood, believe it or not, Westwood and Fred Couple over the last four years, Fred Couple, he was, what, 52, 53? My man. They've had the highest average finish over, I believe it's over the last three Masters. Uh, you know, that's, that's pretty impressive when you think about it. So, I mean, Westwood is, and Westwood has a lot of top threes and majors, uh, and it's fallen off a little bit last year, but, you know, it's kind of, uh, do or die time for him. He's approaching 40 years old, uh, really wants to get a major, has played well at Augusta, uh, so, you know, it's a good time for him to be rounding into form. Uh, anyone else that's on your radar in in particular? If we're looking at some of the top ten players from last year, of course, uh, Louis Oosthuizen, who had a good finish at Houston also. Yeah, and who lost to Bubba in the playoff. Uh, you know, I, I think Charles Schwartzel is an interesting guy to look at uh, for next week, of, of course. He's playing this week. Um you know, and then there's you've got this this group of guys who've never won a major. Besides West, you've got Justin Rose, who's had a lot of high finishes this year, but just hasn't closed the deal. Uh, of course, Brant Snedeker, who it's kind of hard to tell right now, missed two cuts since he came 
two putts since he came back from the rib injury. Ian Poulter is another guy we wonder about winning a major. Luke Donald. And all these guys are, you know, would it surprise any of us if they were up there next week? I don't think so. Of course, Phil's tinkering again, but he, he showed some form over the weekend. And obviously, Tiger and Rory. You know, how's Rory going to do? He's not contended all year. Tiger, of course, has won three times. Everybody's expecting him to, to be in the mix. Uh, and, and there's a lot who feel it's not none of this stuff matters until he wins a major. I think that's a little unfair. But uh, nonetheless, it's, that's the that's prevailing thought out there. So it's going to be really fascinating to see how he performs uh, next week. Because, you know, a year ago this time, we all kind of thought, all right, he won the, he won Bay Hill. He's got to win. Now he's going to go to the Masters and do really well. And what happened? He had his worst finish as a pro. He tied 40th. So I think his game is way farther along than it was a year ago. But still, well, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, uh, if he put a lot of pressure on himself uh, uh, or, or does it just flow nicely and everything goes smoothly. Yeah, it's going to be another amazing Masters and uh, the first major of the year. Bob, thanks so much for that fantastic preview. And we look forward to speaking to you uh, from uh, Augusta next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, Bob Herrick, ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got lots more coming up. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. We're talking Shell Houston Open. We're talking the Valero Texas Open. It's all about the big Lone Star State, Rich B. Hey, and the only golf tournament that matters is happening in Georgia. The Masters. Next week. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's the best time of year. You know, they play all that great, pretty music. You're going to get out your green blazer <laughs> up there, Rich B? No, there will be no... Uh... It's the Golf Writers Association annual dinner, which... Yeah, there will uh, be no uh, green jackets for me. I'll be attending, and maybe I'll bring you as my date, if you're hey, lucky. there we go. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we can room together. Go get one of those overpriced hotel rooms up there. Anyway. With bunk I'll, beds? Yeah. <laughs> I know you, you know, I know you go big on the road, Rich B. Holly, I know you're from Mount Dora and you're just always blowing your little horn about Mount Dora and stuff that's going on up there. Yeah, this weekend, Rich B, yours truly participating in the Dragon Boat Festival. Yes, I will be paddling in the TNG Cruisers boat. You know, it stands for little, Tangerine Networking some, Group. Yeah, real quick. Of which I am a member. Real quick, a little description of Dragon Boat Racing. Well, if you've never seen it, it's really quite something because there are 18 paddlers in this boat. And it's a skinny boat, Rich B. I'm not sure that you would fit next to someone (laughs) in this boat. You do not want to look left or right for fear of being dumped into the water. And it only sits about, I mean, literally, 
a couple inches above they do the water. That, they do that at Downtown Disney as well. And it's very interesting. It's for a good cause. Yes, all for charity. And uh, it's at Wooten Park in Tavares, Florida, which is on Lake Dora, for those of you that have been up to Mount Dora and been at the Lakeside Inn. And So that's a nice take. Go up to uh, Mount Dora in uh, you know, Fun the little day. artsy little community that it is. You can do watch some. Uh, and there's they've got all kinds of vendors and yeah. music going on. The festival uh, goes from 9 to 5. And uh, the races go all day. So come up and check it out. You know, and if you got uh, a little spare time, you might want to bring your sand wedge and uh, get on the beach and practice hitting out of the water oh, on the beach. Like naked guy? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that guy this weekend come up? Andreas Harto, over in Morocco, Danish pro golfer, stripping down for his to shot out of the water. Right into his skibbies. Yeah, okay. But here's the deal, Rich B. I don't even think you would have off something like this not only did he drop his pants but then he realized he had to mark the ball on the green so he goes shuffling across the green and does the old bend over right in front of the camera yeah that was uh well they're a little more liberal over there let's say in europe you know the euros they think uh you well know, he, he he saved bogey <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking the whole the whole move was a bogey but anyway so, uh, hey, without further ado, we, we want to talk about some other creative shots, especially as we're going into Augusta, and there's only one man we love to talk to when it comes to creativity and shot making. It's Jay Golden from Winter Park Pines, teaching professional extraordinaire. Hey, Jay. Hey, you know, it's very interesting that in the same breath you talk about the Masters, taking a boat ride in six inches of water and nude golfers. I mean, that's great. And I didn't know that the Masters was in Georgia. I thought that it was played at my home golf course in Brooklyn, New York, Tiger Beach Golf Course. You mean the Masters is being played in Georgia? Uh, Jay, wake up, Jay. We know you know this, Jay. You wake up talking about nude golfers in six inches of water. Hey, we we have talking about the Masters and creative shots. Well, let's talk about last year's shot, Jay. The now forever famous, probably going to be one of the greatest golf shots ever played. Bubba on the uh, 10th hole in the playoff, his second shot, uh, hooking a 52-degree wedge 40 yards. Have you ever hit a shot like that in your life, Jay Golden? <laughs> well, first of all, that the difficulty of that shot is greatly exaggerated, as Bubba pointed out. If you want to hit a tremendous hook with a 52-degree club, you play it way back towards your back foot. You close, you get the club head aiming 45 degrees to the left, almost like it's aiming at your front foot, and then swing for a righty, swing way out to the right, and that ball's going to hook a mile. Or if you're a lefty, just the way Bubba was, you just play it way, way back. You close that club face, aiming way to the right for a lefty, swing way out to the left, way, way inside out with the closed club face, and that ball will hook a mile. And Bubba was the first one to say, Hey, I play the headshot frequently. There's no no great secret, no big deal to it. And I think that it was uh, greatly exaggerated, but hey, he pulled it off. But I'll tell you one other thing. I guarantee there's a tree there this year because out on that right side of the fairway because as a uh, father of a of a tour notable told me, I won't mention any names, he said anytime someone hits a great shot from a crazy position in the woods, they will 
plant the tree there so that you can't do it next year. A tree grows in Augusta. Well, you know, it's interesting that you said that because Bubba claimed that that week that was only he his fourth toughest shot. He he rated that fourth toughest. And uh, as as if you've done any research on Bubba, he used to do all kinds of crazy things, chipping over his house when he was growing up as a kid. So he liked to create all kinds of of fun uh, fun pitch shots. But and one of the things that I love about him is that you know there are people that play golf at all levels, whether they're beginners or intermediates or advanced or tour players, and they're trying to curve the ball like five feet. Oh, I want to hit a little draw, or I want to hit a little fade. It is much easier to curve a ball a lot than it is to curve a ball a little. And I've watched Bubba on the driving range, and I've watched him on the golf course, and every time he sees me, he waves. It's like, get away from me, Jay. I'm half kidding. But it is so much easier to curve the ball a lot, and that's something that I would encourage golfers to do. Hey, don't try to curve the ball five feet. Try to curve the ball 20 yards. Either put a big hook or a big slice on it, because the only thing that really matters is where the ball ends up, not how it gets there. There's no room on the scorecard for pictures. And it is much easier to curve a ball a lot than it is to curve a ball a little. Well, as we all know, putting is the other key factor uh, at the Masters. So any tips for our listeners in terms of uh, becoming a better putter? Because certainly the flat stick is key when it comes to Augusta. Yes. Well, first of all, when you putt, you know, all the best putters, and Tiger got it back now. You know, he was talking about releasing the putter for the last three years, and he had the worst putting three years of his life. Now he's back to, he got a tip from Steve Stricker. If you could putt the ball with your arms without any risk going back or any risk going through, that is the most popular putting stroke and style for the best players on any of the tours. But at Augusta, one thing to look for, and they talk about this sometimes, and that is there are some places you get on the green, you almost have to three-putt. So people will avoid hitting in certain spots. For example, on the 13th hole at Augusta, par 5, the worst putt that I've ever seen at Augusta at, by far, and it was the, one of the years that Tiger won there. Maybe you remember this. He had a putt in an eagle putt of about 40 feet. The pin was in the front right. He was in the back. Uh, the pin was in the front left. He was on the back right, and he putted the ball into Race Creek. I don't know how many people remember that, but that is – the worst putt I have ever seen on TV or in person on the PGA Tour. He still went on to win the tournament. But another shot that I remember from many years ago, Gary Player had a chip shot from behind the green. I think it was on uh, 16 or 17 probably. And they said, oh, this is a very difficult chip. So I said, come on, how difficult could it be? He hit a ball that almost stopped by the hole and then rolled 60 feet past. So all I'm saying is that there are some places on those greens that golfers will avoid at any cost. And that's a tip that I would say to, to golfers in general, that it's not just hitting the green. It's not just hitting a good shot. If it's a real tricky green, you've got to put your ball in the right spot or else you're guaranteed a three-putt. Yeah, and that's the stuff until you've been there. And we've all been fortunate enough to have uh... – Walk the hallowed grounds at Augusta and and see those greens. You just really can't appreciate how tough and uh, how much goes on between the ears to get that ball in the hole. Exactly. I was working with Sandy Lyle at Bay Hill one year, and I was working with him on his whole game, but especially on putting. 
And I said, could you show me a putt here that's similar to Augusta? And we went to a, a place on the practice putting green that was about an eight-foot foot putt straight downhill. He played about a four-foot break. And on a normal putt at the average golf course in Central Florida, that ball would have gone about four inches. And it just trickled, 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 trickled. And with my great advice, he missed the putt. But still, it gave us a look at how tough those greens are. Well, Jay, for people that are looking to take their game to the next level, how can they get in touch with you and have a lesson with the great Jay Golden? <laughs> wow, that's the second person that called me great. I'm the first. You're, you're only the second. I'm at Winter Pines Golf Course in Winter Park. You could either call there or go to my website, jaygoldenpga at aol.com. And, and uh, thanks a lot. And, Holly, great going. Rich B., I know you're a good player. I'm surprised you weren't invited to the Masters this year. But thanks for having me on. I look forward right, to speaking with you in the future. All right. Good deal. Thanks so much, Jay Golden, PGA teaching professional out of Winter Park Pines, one of our favorite golf insiders. And without further hesitation, we're going to bring in another one of our favorite golf insiders, Jeff Shane from PGATour.com. Hey, Jeff. Got the live audience thing going, huh? Oh boy! I mean, we are. We have. We have got such a crew in the studio tonight. So it's Rich, unbelievable. Rich, our producer, is just really acting uh, badly here. Tonight. I've got nine hands. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Jeff, tell us, uh, give us your preview of the Masters and what you see shaping up here. It's hard to believe that uh, we are less than a week away from the first major of the year. Yeah, yeah, and it. I guess we kind of go back to, to the questions that we used to ask, you know, seven or eight years ago. And, you know, if Tiger doesn't win, then who? Uh, just the way that, that, you know, Tiger has started to put his game together and taking the wins that he usually does <laughs> leading into the Masters, this all of a sudden looks a lot more like 2005 or 2008 uh, you know, than than what we've seen in recent years, and you take a look at the odds board. I don't know how much you you do that, but Tiger is three to one, and, and you know anybody else in the golf tournament three to one, you'd say that's ridiculous. But uh, it's uh, it, it, it's got an old time feel to it, I suppose. Absolutely, and we were talking earlier, just kind of going through the the uh, top ten leaderboard from last year. Um, and if I run down it briefly, it was uh, of course uh, Louis Oosthuizen losing to Bubba Watson. Uh, then tied for third, we had a log jam with four guys, Mickelson, Peter Hansen, Matt Kuchar, and Lee Westwood. And then Ian Poulter was alone at seventh, Adam Scott and Justin Rose tied for eighth, and Padraig tied for eighth as well. So, uh, you know, some old familiar names in that group, some that seem to play well there, you know, uh, year after year. Who do you see out of... Uh, you know, this group that's never won, uh, that if we don't pick Tiger would make it to the top. <laughs> well, I've, big I've if there. The, yeah, a big if is true, but I, I've been of the belief that the two of the breakout guys uh, from last year's European Ryder Cup team probably are starting to build some momentum to where they'll be able to take their success from the Ryder Cup and, and turn it into individual glory. And, and that's Ian Poulter and, and Justin Rose, the you know pals from uh, Lake Nona. And uh, I think we've seen both of them 
uh, step up their play this year. Uh, now, Justin has not won yet, uh, as he did at Doral a year ago, but he's been a really consistent player uh, coming off uh, some, some pretty good results. And, and, you know, both those guys, I, I think, are very, very close to, to winning a major, whether it's at Augusta National or, or you know, perhaps, you know, even, you know, at, at Marion or Muirfield later in the year. It always seems like somebody, you know, a Euro rises to the top somewhere. You know, again, I mentioned Peter Hansen. Padraig always seems to, you know, be in the mix there. And then we were talking earlier as well about Freddie Couples having one of the highest average finishes. What is it about Augusta that Freddie plays so well, so consistently, so long in his career? Well, first, uh, I think that you have to you have to acknowledge that you know for certain players there are courses that just fit them. You know, you know Tiger at Bay Hill and Torrey Pines and and Doral. You know, Phil Mickelson. It seems like that you know if no matter how he's done before or after, you know he plays well at Augusta. He knows the place and and feels comfortable with the shots you have to hit there. And I think Fred Couples is in that same boat. I mean, no matter how his back feels. No matter whether he's been on, you know, the PGA Tour toward the end of, you know, his playing days there, or now on the Champions Tour, he gets to Augusta. He obviously feels comfortable, and, and something about the place just rejuvenates him. And I think, you know, with with Freddie's swing and and with, uh, you know, the way that he doesn't let Masters pressure get to him, he's a top twenty pick for Augusta National, maybe for the next five years as well. What do you think about Matt Kuchar? Matt is really starting to come along. And, I, and if you look at his wins and, and, and his top ten, just his top ten finishes, you'll start to notice a pattern. He's not the type necessarily to play well or win at, you know, a, a regular tour event, you know, a, a Hartford or a Texas Open or something like that. But if you put him into a major or the players where he is obviously the reigning champion or a World Golf Championships event, all of a sudden his name bubbles up to the top. And so he's become one of those players that uh, the tougher the course, the tougher the competition, the better he seems to finish. And it bodes well for Augusta. All right. So time to put you on the spot. Who are uh, what, Who's on your tea leaf for Sunday at Augusta? Sunday at Augusta. Well, um, you know, I I think that it, it's impossible to leave Tiger out of the mix now. Um, you've you've certainly had the opportunity in the last three years, but uh, this is this is not a year to to leave him out. I like Justin Rose. I like Matt Kuchar. In fact, the more I think about Matt, maybe the better <laughs> the better I like that matchup of Matt Kuchar and a green jacket. Uh, the way he's playing this year, I, you know, I'll be interested to see how Matt plays this week at Texas. Even though there's no similarity to to Augusta necessarily, except that you got to, you you know, like any place, you got to drive it well and putt it well. But uh, he really does step his game up. Do you think it's bad uh, juju if you win the week before the Masters, Jeff? Well, I, I just think it's tough to follow one win with another. Most you know, most any time, even if you're you know doing you know uh, you know Bay Hill and and Tampa or you know Colonial and Byron Nelson. Uh, it, it's when you put yourself through the ringer, uh, you know, on a Sunday, then you've got, you know, just uh, a couple days to regroup and get yourself back in, in position to do it all again. But it, 
at the at at a major, you just you don't really get a chance to step back for 24 hours and take that deep breath and get ready for the next one. It's time to go see what all the changes have been at Augusta National and you know play your practice rounds. Are you going to be there next week, Jeff? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not uh, not on that list this year. Uh, for first time in about a dozen years that uh, you'll, I you'll have to watch, watch it, it on the tube with the rest of us. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll look forward to uh, to hearing you next week, and we appreciate always your time with the Golf Insiders. Jeff Shane, formerly with the Orlando Sentinel, boo-hoo, that we've lost you here locally, but great for golf because you can go read Jeff at PGATour.com. Thanks, Jeff, so much. All right. Thank you. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got more coming up next. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. We're back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G and Rich B. And without further ado, Rich... I know you want to give away this priceless coffee table item. Can we give it away finally? Jeez, we've been dragging this thing out for two weeks. All right. Here we go, Holly. We're going to have somebody call in here. you got to call 1-800-729-8255 and tell Rich, our producer, what a great producer he is and how good looking he is. First caller is going to get it. Oh, so that's all they have to tell me? Yes. That's yeah, it. Good looking and tall and handsome. Especially in and, that uh... new haircut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So this is easy. We're not even going to try to stump anybody. It's just call in and you win. 1-800-729-8255. And tell him how good looking he is. Holly, let's uh, roll right down here. What do we got? uh, Facebook. We've got... uh... Like us on Facebook, The Golf Insiders. And go check out our new website, thegolfinsiders.com. And you can listen to us on iHeartRadio on any mobile device. So, hey, we are everywhere. And we've got people listening from Alaska to Kathmandu. Rich B. Kathmandu. Well, we're just global. We yes, are. we are. But we never forget the people in the golf business right in our own backyard. And there's no one who does it better than our next guest. 14 years publishing Florida Golf Central. Here in Orlando, one of our favorites, Terry Purdom. Hi, I thought you were going to introduce me as Queen B. Well, I, I was get, I was gonna, I was gonna put that on there too, but you jumped you know in what? too quick. What's funny is that people hear Rich B and they hear Queen B and they go, "Are you guys related?" Oh my God, he's like the killer bee. That's yeah, we're the bee family. It's the bee family. <laughs> That's right. We got that... people listening from Tennessee tonight. Oh, know, all the way from Sunbright, Tennessee, visiting here at uh, Golf Central headquarters. Did you say some butt? <laughs> some bright Tennessee. Oh, some bright. Okay, yeah, some are bright, brighter. some are not. <laughs> some are teeth. <laughs> By the way, did you say? 
the intelligent radio earlier? Uh, yes, indeed. And didn't you have me on as the guest? Yes, I know. What's it's that? an oxymoron at best. I know. Well, we, we don't even stump our listeners for, for giveaways. Hey, can I, I need to bust on Rich, as always. Of I course. I haven't seen a new haircut. I can't wait. I'm sure it's fabulous. But he wasn't at our 14-year anniversary party, our soiree that we hosted at Errol Estates. That's right. Oh, my gosh, what a beautiful job they did. Some Everybody, of the best food ever. Errol Estates, a beautiful party. Oh, the it was. Shrimp, the filet on little bruschettas, the food. you got to go out there and see what these people have done. New South African couple, a wonderful the golf course, and now Lee Westwood has his golf academy out there. Um, but Holly shows up in her cute little jeans and her golf central shirt representing. That was wonderful. Ron Garl came, uh, former Miss Florida, um, was there. Alyssa Gade with the, her book, The Two Good Rounds. But you've got to go out and check out Errol States, everybody. If I may just give a quick plug to those guys. Uh, they did a Holly. Was that not the most fabulous food? It was, and the golf course looks absolutely fantastic. He fantastic. He turned that place around in 15 months. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, 18 holes now. Uh, they shut down one of the nines just to accommodate the Lee Westwood Academy. But as many people know, and if you haven't been out to Errol, it is not like your typical Florida golf course. Very, there's hilly, lots of yeah, lakes, lots of terrain, lots of terrain. It's really just a, a beautiful, fun golf course. One we of my one of my favorites. Party. He's always a good party guy to come and laugh. He he walks in the room and the whole place lights up. Um, Are you talking about did, me, Terry? Yes, I said we did miss you at the party. I'm you know, uh, I text, I sent you a text. I'm and gonna, I, no, I've got a cardboard cutout that I'm putting in all the pictures, and we're doing horrible <laughs> things to you. That's right. <laughs> when when she put mustaches, you have a wig, you have a, a, a lay, a Hawaiian lay on a hula skirt. You are entertainment. And I can publish it in Florida Golf Central if I want. Yes, you can, because you, uh, you've been running that thing for quite some time. 14 now. years, April Fool's Day. Can you believe it? Oh, my. You deserve. There should be a statue on every golf I'm, I'm course. I'm surprised that the I'm surprised that the call went through on April 1st. Oh my goodness. Oh, I know. Everybody thought like five o'clock in the morning. They I start calling people and I go, no, no. If somebody starts calling me like at 10 a.m. in the morning, I well, you got to get up lots earlier to try to get an April Fool's joke over on me. This is my day. All right. Can well, I, tell us tell us about what's coming up in the new issue. And I do. First of all, we have thanks to Holly G and her client Barbara Pole, one of the sexiest covers ever. Awesome brass pump. I can't wait to get one in my hand and go out back and try it on my putting surface. Barbara Pole um, Golf, we have Barbara plug. Pole Golf, an Ireland company with a brass putter, and they're very classy, very beautiful. Everybody who's seen the PDF for the cover is like, can I get one of those? And I say, yeah, what, what's the suggested retail, by the way? Um, you have to go online and check it out, barberpolegolf.com, because they're different models, and uh, they, these, so are pre- smart. these are premium smart. putters. They are, and, and they have radius face technology, so they help the ball truer roll and getting it to the, getting to the hole, keeping it online. And you know, well, Terry. Well, they look beautiful. I can't wait. I mean, they're just, it's, it's just a sexy look, and I think a putter's gotta look good. Just me. Um, can I plug a couple of things that are coming up? April 22nd, play Lake Nona, the med school classic. It's for the UCF College of Medicine. And I know they're looking for some players, and it's at Lake Nona, so I want to send some players down there. And also, Mystic Dunes, for the first time in my history of publishing, I have an African-American car girl. Now, I, of course, Black History Month, February, we were hoping to, but this girl's Kayla, and she works at Mr. Dunes, and she's just adorable, so we want to go out and, and let her, you know, come around and tell her that you've seen her in the Golf Central magazine. Um, she's going to be our cart girl in the next issue. And we also have Venetian Bay is doing some 
wonderful things with rates as well as Mystic Dune. So I wanted to plug a couple of clients there. Well, and you forgot to plug one of our favorites, a, a friend of both Rich's and mine who we had on a couple of weeks ago, and Rich is probably going to fall over when I say this, Darren DiCarlo as your next golf oh my bachelor. Gosh, how adorable is this kid? He's so fun. Well, I'm glad he, you're calling him a kid. Golf bachelor. He's actually Mr. May. I'm going to bust his chops because I believe he's got a birthday somewhere uh, either last week or something, and he turned the big 4-0. So we're, I was we're, just going to ask we're, how, old, uh, how old he is. I call him a kid you know, because I'm my age. But All right, adorable. Terry, we got to wrap it up. Give us, uh, give us your last thought. Okay, my last thought is I love Golf Insider. I love the golf industry. I love what I do. I'm blessed to be on this earth and living in Florida, and I'm so psyched of my new issue. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the time on air. Oh, and thank you to all my many supporters of 14 years. I appreciate everyone and all right. my staff and people that I'm forgetting to mention. Lynn is this your show, Terry? Yeah, I'm just like, checking in it's here. It's like a Grammy Award. All right. <laughs> oh, no. I, is, am I being ushered off the stage? Am I, are you getting my with a, with a big, oversized Texas wedge, Terry P. Thanks so much, Florida thank Golf you, Central. Guys. And thanks yeah. to all of our listeners and Tune in to the to the uh, Texas Valero Open, as well as next week. It's going to be the first major of the year, the Masters. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.